Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. All right, we got Sam Viskovich from Riyami. He's the VP of marketing over there. They're doing some big things in commercial real estate, tech with data, some machine learning. I, I don't want to give it away, but I can tell you, they built an incredible moat around their business, a really fascinating story of super fast growth. They're well-funded. I'm just going to stop it right there. Let's get into the show. Well, hey, Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be uh, talking here today. Yeah, well, I appreciate you taking aside the time. I know that you're on the East Coast, so it's a little bit later for you than it is for me here, but excited to have you here and talk about what you're doing over at Reonomy. And before we really even get into the details of anything, uh, why don't you go ahead, let everyone know who you are and what you do. Sure. So um, I'm the Vice President of Marketing here at Reonomy, um, and, and in that role, I oversee all things marketing, as well as the sales development team. Um, Reonomy, for those who aren't familiar with it, is uh, we consider ourselves the largest commercial real estate data platform. Um, we track 54 million uh, properties nationwide, so anything outside of a single family home, we define it. And, um, the, and that's across 3,100 counties. Um, we track building information, sales information, debt information, ownership information, uh, for the most part, um, we've got it here. And, and um, Rionomy is a six-year-old company, and the last couple of years have been really exciting for us. We've expanded from New York to nationwide and, and had a huge amount of growth. Um, that's, that's the sort of cliff notes of, of Rionomy. Um, I think the other part that's worth mentioning is, you know, to date we've raised about $68 million in funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's come from the likes of SoftBank. Sapphire um, and, and Bain. So um, hopefully that, that does some justice to what I've been doing here and, and what we're doing here at Reonomy. Yeah, you guys are just a tiny little startup in a garage somewhere, huh? Nailed it. <laughs> no. The Empire State Building as we say that. So. <laughs> no, it sounds like you guys have really actually hit a good stride and I want to talk about the growth there because, um, you know, obviously – commercial real estate tech uh, has really hit a growth spurt. So you guys have positioned yourself well uh, prior to that. Let's uh, we'll back up a, a little bit from there first. If you could help boil it down, what is really the big problem that Reonomy solves? Yeah, so I think, you know, if you, if you take a step back and you look at the different, um, you know, financial markets or major asset classes, you look at equities, you look at debt, you look at real estate. Real estate is really the most inefficient market when it comes to information, specifically (laughs) commercial real estate. You've got um, information caught up in in so many different pockets, whether that's at different geographies or with different people. And for a long time, that information has been uh, the strength of many uh, people within the industry, being able to collect those. So Reonomy is, is, in that word, democratizing uh, the world of commercial real estate data and making it um, accessible for uh, all those individuals that evolve with commercial real estate. And we can go into the type of people that are, that are using this data now, um, but really at the forefront is it's we're making um, commercial real estate information um, far more accessible for everyone 
and to both make better decisions and, and to identify new opportunities. Yeah, and you know, this, this gets further highlighted. I mean, the further you go into, I guess, like the professional side in real estate, you see like just the segmentation of data. I mean, everyone has their own way of classifying, you know, I mean, every city itself has its own way of classifying, you know, building types and zoning. And then you've got, you know, who, who knows what the appraised values are, who knows what the true vacancies are. Everyone's got their own little index. So it gets complicated pretty, pretty fast then, you know, so, so then you guys, you're working with all this data and, you know, obviously then, you know, the, it's only as good as people can use it. Mm-hmm. So how does it work? Like how, how are people actually able to leverage the technology you guys have built for their investments and business decisions? Yeah. So it's a good question. And there's two sides of Reonomy and they're two very different sides. <clears throat> the majority of our users are using a web application um, that you can access online, um, you know, whether that's your mobile phone or, or on your desktop computer. And that's a really easy to use web app. Uh, you can search with 200 plus filters to quickly find opportunities. And we've got roofers, we've got cost segregationists, we've got mom and pop investors using that um, web app. You name it, they're, they're, they're using that. The second mm-hmm. site, Reonomy, is what we call um, DAS. It's, it's a bit of a, it's a new buzzword, but um, I think you hear a lot more of it. It stands for data as a service. And that's when we're working uh, really closely with big enterprise clients and we're helping them one, consolidate their data in the same way that we build our own data. And secondly, expand their data. And the type of clients there, you can think about WeWork, uh, Newmark, and then, uh, and then there'll probably be a few other big ones they're about to announce next year. Well, that sounds really interesting. So, okay, obviously then, you know, there's obviously there's two sides to this, um, but who are the people actually using Reonomy? I mean, is this just going to be brokerages or are there, I mean, you said, you mentioned some like mom and pop shops there. So like, you know, are you able to say like an example of who some of your customers are? Yeah. So I think the one thing I added, it's, it's the most interesting thing I've found at Reonomy is the diverse set of people that we sell to. And, you know, you can probably judge by my accent. I'm, I'm not from the States, I'm from New Zealand originally. <laughs> and, and coming to Reonomy just made me realize how big the U.S. is. So um, there, there's one uh, one type of client I always like to mention on the web app because I think it paints this picture so well. We have these folks we call storm chasers. And <laughs> uh, they're, they're people that fix after weather d- damage. So what they'll oh, yeah. do, what they'll do and it's a huge industry, huge. You know, you've got public adjusters, roofers, insurance, massive ecosystem around uh, commercial real estate affected by weather. What these storm chasers will do is, is say a hail hits in a hailstorm in uh, Texas or, or, or you know a big hurricane in Florida. They'll draw on the map on our web app the area where it hit. They'll filter say multifamily properties. Maybe mm. they'll say roofs that you know buildings that were built between this period, and then they're going to export that and contact all those owner information. So it's the type of people that we never thought would use the platform, um, and then you know but are, are some solid users. So. On the on there's kind of I guess three I break it down to a third. A third are service providers that are really looking to prospect and contact, and we're almost become the de facto tool for sales and marketing and commercial real estate for them. Mm. Second lot is investors. So uh, look, if you if there we're facilitating off market investing. So 
Um, we can talk about what's the value in being able to do deal making um, through off market, but we make it really accessible that if you're a full-time dentist, which we have a user of that wants to buy, you know, a triplex or a quadruplex, you can use us on the off market side. And the last third is, is really what you call, like you mentioned, the traditional CRE. It's the brokers, it's the appraisers, it's the originators, the debt brokers, those type of people. But um, look, I, it, I can never stress enough how diverse the set of users we have are. And, and as a running marketing, it definitely makes my job a little um, <laughs> harder, but it also makes it um, really exciting at the same time. Because as marketers, we like to build a persona. We like to say, like, our user is... 30 to 55, they make 150 to 200 a year. And it sounds like you're dealing with, it could be an office, it could be a professional, it could be a hobbyist, they could have a trust fund and and now they're just looking for somewhere to put it, you know. Yeah, it's tough and really almost on that side of the business, it's it's becoming more like the Zillow for commercial real estate, just how how diverse and how accessible that that user base Hmm. is. Is, you know, is that a tagline you guys are comfortable going with, the Zillow for commercial real estate? No, I'm just sharing that one with you, Nate. I was testing it out here. To see <laughs> what reaction I get. But it, no, it's, it's, not, it's not the best example because we're, you know, we're not like for like, but it's, 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 it's on a happy medium of where I feel like you can start to explain what we're doing on that side of the business. Yeah, no, I think that's very cool. So uh, obviously there's got to be some secret sauce some special sauce to be able to pull off something like this. Um, so I'm curious what sort of competition you guys actually have, because I can't imagine there's all that many companies out there with this level of competency. And, you know, why are people choosing to use Reonomy instead of something else? Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a couple of points there that I can the, the touch on. Uh, one, you know, like the, the data space, there are other players and there's, um, there's always going to be people that do bits of what we do. Um, You know, like we compete on the debt side with different people than we compete on say data in California. Um, But I think the real difference with Reonomy comes back to how we collect our data and where that gives our advantages. So we, you know, there's other people in the space that you you would know of that have a thousand person call center or um, they'll manually collect this information. With Reonomy, we're combining public and private data sets together. And through, tool, in, through technology like machine learning, uh, combining those different data sets together. So um, that means a couple of things. It means that through a technology-driven approach, we can collect far more data than anyone else can have. 54 million properties, the closest next to us is 5 million. Wow. Um, it also means we can update our data on a more frequent basis because we're pulling direct from private public data sets. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows us to keep adding continuously to our data sets. So, uh, you know, like today we just rolled out pre-foreclosure data. You know, you get a new data set, you bring it into the product. You know, we're going to roll out, uh, recently we rolled out opportunity zone data. It's very easy for us to continue to scale out the data we have through our approach. Um, all in all, I think it just makes us the most comprehensive database. I have to laugh and I'm going to acknowledge this for those listening to the show and not watching. Um, <laughs> both Sam and I are giggling a little bit here, kind of chuckling because uh, in the background, my dog just decided to prop himself up on the, on the, <laughs> in the shot here. <laughs> it's a cool looking dog. Um, 
So that's a lot of data. I'm curious, are you able to say who some of your data partners are, who you're working with right now in the industry? Uh, I, can't, I can't actually say the, the, on the private side. Um, what's, what we're in the process of is what I call the, you know, the Reonomy Partner Network. So, um, and I, I think I can probably take this another way that will help explain it better, but there's different private data partners that are people that specialize in company data. There's people that specialize in people data. There's people that specialize in title companies, real estate data. There's mm -hmm. a very diverse set of um, private data partners that we work there, as well as on the public side, every secretary of state, every local assessor, every clerk. So uh, I, I can't give you the exclusive on us announcing all those partnerships, sorry, but uh, we, we're going to we'll put a big push on that. But I think what I, what I, what's worth explaining and what's different about uh, Reonomy is how we stitch all the data together. So the, what I mentioned before, machine learning allows us now to combine different data sets together that never was possible before. And, mm -hmm. and um, we're looking for a better term of what to call this, but um, so I'll take any, any, any crowdsource ideas, but <laughs> what we, do is we stitch all this different data onto what's called a Reonomy ID. And that allows different data that has different, um, syntax or uh, language to it to be able to talk to each other. So I can give an example here. I'm at 767 Third Avenue. Some people name this asset 48th Street. Some people will say it's New York, New York. Some people will say it's New York City, New York City. Mm -hmm. And that meant that real estate data couldn't really talk to each other that well. Through our Reonomy ID, our machine learning algorithms, we've been able to consolidate data much better mm -hmm. and bring it together. Does, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an engineer by background, so I'm not sure if I'm, I've explained that too clearly. But let me know if if if, if I can clarify that first. No, I, I I think that's great. I mean, my my first thought was it sounds like quilting. You know, you're taking a whole bunch of different patches and bringing them together to make one blanket. There's you know, Reonomy quilt. That's what I. Boom! There we've just named it. Debuting today, Reonomy quilt. Get it yeah. today. Uh, <laughs> No, I, that, I see that's the, the, like, those are the little nuances that like even just the city name, like for New York city, obviously is like for the U S it's the Mecca for commercial real estate. You know, it's where a lot of the most forward thinking and innovative ideas are coming out of and your problems are also very complex. They're just, I mean, you have so many issues, you know, cause, and so it's just, dramatically different so I, I think that that just highlights how complex now you're doing this across many different cities and many different assets asset classes and who knows how all of it's structured so to be able to organize that and make it useful whether a storm chaser or institutionalized investor can come along and then leverage the platform for what their purpose is yeah and i mean to just stress how tough it is for four years we were new york only so and part yeah. of that was New York data was easier to get a hold of. You know, Mayor Bloomberg had opened up a lot um, when he was when he was mayor, and mm -hmm. it took us you know a couple of years of R and D to just work out how do you expand this to thirty one hundred counties. Um, <laughs> that, and now it's that same process we do of our data. We we apply that to some of the biggest players in commercial real estate with their database and for mm -hmm. them to their own databases. Now you mentioned earlier and you, and you just kind of, uh, you know, referenced it, you know, you started in New York, you moved nationwide, 
but are you fully available nationwide or there's still markets you're attempting to develop? Fully available. Um, so that 54 million properties we say represents, you know, 99% of, of everything outside of a single family home. Wow. So, um, and, and that's a huge strength for us. You know, if you're in Boise, Idaho, and you haven't had commercial real estate data solutions before. <laughs> yeah. What, are you guys uh, then looking beyond the U.S.? Or do you think you'll stay uh, here domestic? Um, we, look, there's definitely, a, there's definitely an international play there. I think there is so much of a market here in the U.S. that, um, you know, we've got our eyes pretty focused here at the moment. You know, in terms of expanding internationally, the nice thing is that our you know our algorithms work in a similar way that you can do that. Mm. The challenge that makes it a little more for us than say if you're the Uber for pets or whatever is that you know you've got to get hold of different data sets and and, and put that all together there. So um, look, I think it's definitely um, part of what we're we're going to do. It's just there's so much runway on, on in the US right now that. Um, we're pretty good. I've been pushing for New Zealand so I can do a few more trips back home, but uh, <laughs> it's a smaller country, right? So yeah, I mean, it's, it's about the size of Brooklyn or something, but you, know. <laughs> you guys should be able to pull that together in a weekend. That's just a hackathon project right there. One of my friends downstairs in the engineering group, I'll ask him to. <laughs> that, uh, that's, that's, that's hilarious. That's, and you guys now, so Rihanna is only three years old, right? Yeah. Coming on six, five or six. Five so, or six. Oh, five or six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you've been able to expand nationwide. Uh, you're staying focused. What do you think has been the key to that growth outside of just you running marketing? There's a lot more than me. I got pretty lucky in my timing. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes back to product market fit. You know, when, when I really think of the success and the focus, it's really understanding what is the problem here and being disciplined on that. And, you know, there were times before even I joined, I know that there was some, the road wasn't always as clear. I think it's easy to look back and think, you know, the dots connect and this has been a clear road. But, there, you know, there was a lot of testing, a lot of understanding of what do people need. Um, and we found a, a bit of a sweet spot now of, of aggregating all this data together. So I think at its core, it comes back to product market fit, listening to the market, understanding what it wants, and then making sure you, you know, you're getting in front of the right people. And that's probably not the, the sexiest answer, but uh, <laughs> these things are pretty simple when you boil it down. You know, I'm sure you have this discussion all the time, you know, when it comes to marketing there's really not this secret recipe. It's not this secret that someone under, you know, undercovered. I mean, yeah, Hotmail had some growth hacks back in the day. Airbnb had some rel, you know, revolutionary growth hacks. But if you get the right product to the right people, it, it should solve the problem. Yeah, it's, 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 it really <laughs> is that. I mean, people, people hear about these examples and, and it's almost the death of you as a marketer because the expectations become something you, know, <laughs> you tell them that you know you're going to optimize for SEO or something. It, it definitely doesn't sound as interesting, but but you're right. It's you know build something that people want and get it in front of them. Now, with that in consideration, what you guys are doing is obviously highly specialized. Yeah. There's not many people who could say, you know, what we're going to do. We're going to go out and 
quilt together. There we are. I'm putting it in action. We're going to quilt together millions upon millions of data points for millions of properties in the U.S. and make this readily available for big-time investors. Is this, do you feel that you've, you know, you, you guys have been early enough to, you know, probably build quite a bit of moat around what you do in protecting the market share and, and holding down this service until something fundamentally changes? Yeah, I, I do. I think there's a lot we're doing there to build that moat. And it's, you know, I've worked with other startups before. And the thing that excites me most about here almost is it's very tough to um, get to where we are. You know, it's not like you've got Uber and Lyft building, you know, the, the same thing there. There's a lot of, uh, there's just simply a lot of data that you potentially other people can't get <clears throat> Um, and on top of that, there's, you know, there's, when you're talking about algorithms and machine learning, the, you know, when you, you move ahead and you're able to, you know, optimize those things and, uh, before other people, it builds that, builds that moat. Um, but at the same time, we're pretty aware that, you know, other people are trying to come in this space and it, and it motivates us. I'd say we have a, we call it a day one mindset. Every day's day one here. Um, so by no means resting on, on, on what we've, We've, we've done, but uh, also trying to build that moat, so to speak. Um, and I think that's us being pretty frank about what we do well and we don't do well. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty healthy. Um, is there anything that you can share about, you know, in the, in the journey of the last few years that you guys maybe, uh, maybe a project or an experiment that you guys attempted or started with that you realized, hey, this is not working or something that maybe totally failed? along the path of growth here? Yeah, I'm trying to think where to, where to start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I can probably speak more from the marketing side, you know, side of things, um, just because um, that's more you know, in, 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 in my realm. Um, I think you know, one part of one, actually, there's probably a better example now I'm thinking about them. You know, when we first looked to expand out of New York, we thought about doing it city by city. Um, you know, we looked at LA and we thought, let's take what we did in New York because we've got a pretty tidy business, New York only, New York product. But like you said, New York is the mecca of commercial real estate. And we quickly realized that if we had just went to LA next and then did, you know, Chicago or city by city, that would take us, you know, decades to be able to grow to any size so there was really a redrawing um, of, of the plan if you like and we did we ended up scrapping that plan to go to la and be like how do we build this um nationwide and, mm. and that came with our national offerings so that was a big learning curve a lot of that happened a little bit before me uh some of the key decisions but um the effects of that and the decisions there have uh been hugely influential in where we went as, as a company and i think it built a character around making those tough decisions. But um, that, that, that would be the, the prime example of where the road's uh, more windy than ever thought. No, that's good. I appreciate you sharing that. Are you able to say how many uh, current customers and uh, users of the platform you guys have? Uh, I can say it's in the thousands. Uh, in the thousands. Uh, and you have different tiers though, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it depends how you slice and dice it as well. Cause you know, we've got big enterprise deals where there's a lot of end users as well that, you know, will buy from corporate. Um, but there, there's the, you know, there's different um, 
tiers, and that's based on the degree of information that um, you, you want to access. Got it. You know, one of the things that I've been paying attention to uh, pretty closely recently, it really for the better part of the last year, is it just continues to ramp up, uh, is the amount of funding now in the real estate tech space. Now, you had talked about it. You guys have raised nearly $70 million. Uh, that was your late stage C, right? Uh, yeah, C was 30. Yeah, so 70. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't look like that's slowing down. It looks like more and more players are warming up to finally realizing like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> We've been investing all this money in these apps. We have to hope those apps like quickly, you know, gain market share and we can, you know, exit in a few years. But then there's real estate and these buildings have been here for 150 years, <laughs> you know, 80 years, even, you know, or, or shorter term, you know, um, and I think people are waking up and realizing like, man, real estate's likely to be around for a long time. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, outside of that, I mean, why do you think that those are some of my thoughts, but why do you think the amount of funding focused on real estate tech has really ramped up the last few years? Yeah. I I think it's fairly simple. Real estate is the largest asset class by a fair bit. You know, the sheer value that's in real estate is, is, is unmatched. And uh, based on that, you know, that, that when people see how big the market is, people get excited. And now I think what we've started to see in the last few years is, is the adoption of more and more tech within real estate. I've even noticed it year on year where the industry's heading. And that combined with the, you know, the, the core idea of how valuable real estate uh, means is that is it means that you know venture capital is just excited by it, and and they should be. I mean, when I go to when I you know speak to people like yourself and or see what's happening in real estate, uh, I think people that are outside of it don't quite know what's what we're in store for, and it, it's going to be huge. I think there's a lot of noise at the moment. Uh, I think the fundamentals are strong that you know, real estate uh, is, is going to be disrupted by technology. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, we've gone over quite a few things. I want to get to my favorite segment of the show, but before we jump into that, uh, I do want to open it up for opportunity. If there's anything we haven't yet covered about Reonomy that you feel is most important for people to know, I want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and share with that what you what you think is really important for people to understand about Reonomy. Sure. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's, there's probably a couple, couple of things there. I think one is that, you, you know, when you think of commercial real estate and you think of data, they sound like pretty, pretty big, pretty big words and, or rather they sound like they're suited for people in the big offices behind me here <clears throat> in New York. But, you know, Reonomy is really trying to, you know, democratize the world of data. I know I mentioned it before, but, and try to make it accessible to a lot of different people. Um, and, and I think it's, it's a core part of, of what the message we're trying to get a part of, uh, across, which kind of dovetails into the second part is that, uh, you know, we recognize we're not, um, you know, perfect. And we, you know, we want people to come along with the journey with us. Um, you know, we want to listen um, to the industry. We want to listen to our customers and we want them to help us, um, you know, get better and, and build the solutions that, um, they need. And I think that, you know, that's, that's a core part of who we are. 
is different to some startups where they'll um, be a little more uh, forthright with what they believe and, and with their customers. And so we're trying to do it in a, in a slightly different way and say, you know, we're on a journey and, and work together. Because I don't think tech and real estate speak that well together. Um, I think mm. you know, people in real estate with not a lot of tech and you've got a lot of tech people with not a lot of real estate. So I'm trying to bring that uh, a little closer together. Tech and real estate don't speak well together. Is that what you said? Yeah. Naturally. I, th I think you're right right now. Until we yeah. get the home operating system dialed in. Oh, right. I'm, look I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to transition here. We're going to move into what I like to call uh, For the Future. For the Future is a segment where I get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Sam, you ready to play? Let's go. All right, let's do it. First one, what does Rihanna look like one year from now? Double in size. <laughs> Sorry, how many users did you say that was again? <laughs> we'll be in the tens of thousands of users. There, there we go. <laughs> yeah. All right, simple and easy. Question number two. Uh, I'll, and I know this one isn't directly commercial real, uh, real estate related, but I think it's still just as important. What will the housing market look like one year from now? Oh, wow, you're getting me to crystal ball, guys, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. The housing market will look like a reflection of the wider economic uh, market trends. No, I, I think it, well, know, I mean, in the last week, that's not so good. Right. It's, I mean, look, it, 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 it's always a tough one, that, but I think, you know, we're going to see some deceleration over the next year. Um, I, I, how far it goes um, is, is really up. There's, there's, there's too many variables for me to really – Yes, week on week, I'm, I'm learning so much about this country. Yeah. Question number three, when will the next big boom or bust happen in real estate? Um, I think we're, we're I, I think we're a couple, I think we're on deceleration. I think we'll see uh, a couple, in the next couple of years, a, a correction um, on that side of things. So if you want to put that as a, as a bust, you can label <laughs> that there. Uh, <laughs> Um, we're gonna quote you on it and just make sure everyone says that's what's happening new zealanders we don't really make strong commitments we we sit <laughs> on the middle ground so i'll walk around my words it's uh, okay all right question number four what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of technological advances it's an easy one i'm gonna give a uh but, but pretty straight answer here. But I think, you know, the democratization of information, I think the scale of which is going to change it. Um, people's advantage is no longer going to be who they know and the information. It's going to be about this quality of service and insights they provide. Um, and I think it's going to be huge. Yeah. That is awesome. Now we're going to move into uh, the final segment of the show. These are the last three uh, Sam, these are questions a little bit more focused on you personally. Uh, very interested in this. Uh, first one, what are you reading? I am currently reading uh, Shoe Dog, uh, Phil Knight's oh. autobiography. A book of hustle before hustle was a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good read. 
you know what what's so amazing to me about that book if we can talk about that for half a minute is when he's talking about for those of you who haven't read it spoiler alerts coming in but you should go read it but you know when he's sharing about the bank being upset with him because he didn't have cash flow yeah they wanted him to be cash rich and i'm like man that is could not be any more different (laughs) than a lot of business today i mean yeah they want to see some cash they just want to know what are the projections okay it looks like you're doing good let's just keep giving you leverage you know, I just wonder what the next, you know, how will we look at, you know, the, our current time, you know, about 10 years prior up till now, you know, 30 years from now, how are we going to look back at this time period and what will the business changes be to how we operate? They might look at us as crazy and say how much. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be making so many smart decisions on their underwriting with commercial properties due to Reonomy that they'll just be like, how do they do business prior? It's already happening. <laughs> all right uh question number two of the last three here uh who are you learning from who am i learning from this is a great question i think you know i learn a lot from our, our ceo here um you know rich sarkis he's 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 led this company through a lot of different variations and, and he's someone that um i learn off a lot and you know he scaled this company to from himself to 60 plus and we'll probably be 100 plus people next year so Wow. You learn a lot of that when you've got to scale your own team. Yeah. Quick plug for Rihanna. They are hiring. I saw many positions there on the website. Yeah. (laughs) And the last one, um, what inspires you or what keeps you inspired? Uh, It's, 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 it's kind of a simple one, but I think, you know, family, Um, Mm. a guy despite living across the other side of the world, but, um, you come from a long line of people that were ninth generation fishermen. So uh, they've inspired me on the, the work ethic side and, and always to keep hustling. Yeah. Sam, this has been awesome. Uh, I, I, I've already learned a little bit more about Realme than what I knew. Um, and now I'm even more interested actually in the platform than I was previously. I think you guys are doing some, some really cool stuff. Um, obviously we need to clean up the data to clean up the industry, I think. Uh, and you guys are paving the way for that. Um, you know, before we head out though, I want to give people an opportunity if they want to connect with you, uh, and, or, you know, dig in and learn more about Reonomy, how can they do that? And where are the best places to, to do that at? Yeah. So probably, uh, two parts in general following Reonomy, you know, we're putting out a lot of good content. Um, we're building out a content team there. So, uh, you know, you can go to Reonomy, you can, um, read all our content there as well as following Reonomy across, you know, all your usual social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, just really fo- focusing as a market on building out LinkedIn. I've got pretty big predictions on where that's going to go. So if you want to connect and you want to see what I'm thinking at the moment, feel free to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn and then uh, we'll share my thoughts there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Sam. Uh, really appreciate you uh, joining us for the show, uh, sharing all about Reonomy, giving us your crystal ball predictions <laughs> and uh I, I can't wait to check back in with you in one year from now to see if everything's true <laughs> yeah, my, my hazy my hazy crystal ball but no appreciate you having me on podcast it was, it was a lot of fun um and, and hopefully um this doesn't need subtitles <laughs> no we're all good all right we'll, we'll catch you next time 
Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list so you never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the App Store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.